What's up, everybody? Hey, it's Ryan. Hey, I am so excited to bring you another podcast today. I'm going to be starting a series today about Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, dare I say, is not really taught about. Uh, we talk about his gifts. We talk about what he does in our life, like his work in our life and who he is in the Godhead. But we really don't talk about how to walk in Holy Spirit, how to have relationship with Holy Spirit. Yeah, we talk about what he does in our life, but do we actually walk it out? And and guys, I want to take you on a journey throughout the scriptures in this series on who Holy Spirit is, what he does, how we have relationship with him, that he lives in our temple. Uh, there, there are so many things to talk about with Holy Spirit that will a- be able to set you free from those besetting sins that you have tried to get rid of forever. It will give you a real tangible awareness of his presence because you realize that the the God of the universe lives on the inside of you by Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is a person. He's, he's not tongues. He's not fire. He's not wind. He's not emotions. He's not shaking and baking on the ground. He's not falling out in the spirit. Like, yes, those may be manifestations of him, but that's not him. So guys, I, I want to dive into this and, uh, I want to talk today about how he is a person. So, Holy Spirit, I thank you so much for today. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would open our eyes to the reality of your presence, that you are a person. Holy Spirit, open our eyes to have a relationship with you and help us to love Jesus better. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So John 16 is our text today. And this is Jesus talking. This is all red letters. This is at the Passover meal. Jesus is sharing a meal with his disciples and he's about to go to the cross. He's about to be buried. He's about to uh, rise from the dead and ascend to the Father all within three, four days. Uh, Actually, he ascends to the Father later on. But he is about to die and he wants to tell his followers very important things. And so John, I believe 13 through 17 is his discourse. I mean, it is phenomenal. If you want to know what is beating in the heart of Jesus, look in John 13 through 17. There is a gold mine uh, of things that are going through our Savior's heart. And so uh, verse one of chapter 16, it says, I have told you these things so that you won't abandon your faith. You know, he's talking about uh, how he's the vine and the branch. Uh, he's the vine and we're the branches and how the world's going to hate them uh, in John 15. So I have told you these things so that you won't abandon your faith for you will be expelled from synagogues and the time is coming when those who kill you will think you are doing a holy service for that they are doing a holy service for God. This is because they have never known the Father or me. Yes, I'm telling you these things now so that when they happen, you will remember my warning. I didn't tell you earlier because I was going to be with you for a while longer. Verse five, 
But now I am going away to the one who sent me. I'm going to my father. And not one of you is asking where I am going. Verse six, instead you grieve because of what I've told you. Verse seven, but in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. And guys, growing up in the church, I grew up in many uh, denominational backgrounds. Uh, My parents were church hoppers. It's all right. We just couldn't find the right church for us, apparently. Uh, So, you know, I grew up going to a Methodist church. I grew up going to a Baptist church. I grew up going to a non-denom church. I grew up going to a Pentecostal church. Uh, And all throughout that time, the teaching on Holy Spirit was that he was a part of the Godhead. But I never really heard that he was a person. Like, I heard that he was the person of the Godhead but there wasn't really any teaching on that. Like, yes, he's God and, and that he does things in our life and there's manifestations of the spirit. And so we got taught about the fruit of the spirit all the time. And we got taught about the gifts of the spirit all the time, but nothing really about Holy Spirit's character, who he is, not only what he does in our life, but how he accomplishes it in our life. And so uh, I want to say about five years ago, I really did a a deep dive into Holy Spirit. Uh, There were a few books that I read. Uh, One was Holy Spirit by John Bevere. Uh, One was The Fellowship of the Holy Spirit by Chris Fields. Uh, That is 99 cents on Amazon. It is a phenomenal book on how to have a relationship with Holy Spirit. Um, The God I Never Knew by Robert Morris. There's a lot. Uh, There was a book by A.W. Tozer that I read, a book by Andrew Murray that I read on Holy Spirit. Uh, There were so many. Anyway, all that being said, I really... Oh, Good Morning, Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn. Michael Koulianos' book on Holy Spirit. Like, there was just so many books that I read that just pointed to Holy Spirit being a person. And it really rocked me because I grew up knowing him as a force or tongues or, or wind or, you know, some impersonal force instead of a personal person. 
And so what, what is really fascinating about what Jesus says about Holy Spirit is he keeps on saying he. If, if you noticed me saying he will, he will bring this. He, he denotes a person. And so Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. He is Yahweh through and through. Like Holy Spirit is the power of the Godhead. He is the giver of life. He, uh, you know, in the Nicene Creed, it says that I believe in the Holy Spirit, Lord and giver of life. He is God. He is Yahweh, three in one, Echad, one, one plural. He, he is one with the Father and Son. But Holy Spirit is a person. Just like the Father is a person, just like Jesus is a person, Holy Spirit is a person. He's not an it or a force. A person has a mind, a will, emotions, a voice, everything that makes a person a person. And so Holy Spirit has a mind. Romans 8.27, it says, And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. He has a voice. Acts 8.29. This is, this is awesome. Acts 8.29. It says, The Holy Spirit said to Philip, I want to be able to hear Holy Spirit's voice so clear. And there are ways that we can make sure that we hear his voice. And I want to cover that in this series. Uh, he has a will. 1 Corinthians 2, 12, 11. First Corinthians 12, 11 says, It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides or wills which gift each person should have. And then he has emotions. Ephesians 4.30, it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit who you were sealed with. So I want to take us back to John 16 because John 16 is a phenomenal passage of Scripture here. Jesus, he says that it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. And see, I, I want you guys to see this. Jesus was born in the flesh. Like he, he had a flesh body, right? He was born into a body and he grew up in that body and he was about to die, rise from the dead, and then leave to go to the Father. So he was not going to be here anymore. He was trying to make that abundantly clear to the disciples that he was not going to be here. And so he says that it is best for you that I go away. That In another version, it says it is to your advantage that I go away. What are you talking about, Jesus? Like, I have you here in person right here next to me and I can see you and I can talk to you why is it best that you go away? 
Like, it is not to my advantage. But Jesus said, it is to your advantage that I go away. Why? Because if I don't, the advocate, the helper, the paraclete won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And then he goes into everything that the Holy Spirit does as far as uh, John 16 says. There's a lot more, but this is what Jesus says about the Spirit here. And so I want you guys to think about this. If Jesus is one person, if he was on the planet today, I'm not taking this from my own knowledge. I'm taking this from John Bevere. It's in his book. Uh, But if Jesus was here on earth right now, we would have to fly over to Tel Aviv, take a camel or car, whatever, go to Jesus, right? Now, there are millions of Christians, if not hundreds of millions of Christians on the earth today. Now, if we all wanted to go to talk to Jesus, we would have to do all that travel. And then once we got there, we would probably only have a few seconds with Jesus because, you know, Jesus is in a physical body. So you would only have so many hours throughout the day between, say, 6 a.m. and probably 12 a.m., you know, if you got six hours of sleep. And so you're talking 100 million Christians at least trying to talk to their savior and needing his help. And we only get seconds with Jesus? Like, that is not fair. (laughs) I'm sorry. But me, I I need on the daily, on the secondly, like, I need him here now. I can't just wait to talk to him for, like, 10 seconds and have enough for the rest of my life to be able to live for him and to be able to have a relationship with him. You can't build a, anything with anybody in 10 seconds. You can't. And so what he is saying here is it is to your advantage that I go away because if I, if I do go away, I will send the advocate. And I want, to, I want you to see something in John 14. In John 14, verse 16, he says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. So I want you to see this. This is how one Holy Spirit is with Jesus. He says, he will give you, the Father will give you another advocate. That word another is alos in the Greek. And it literally means another of the same kind or essence, not another of a different kind. So say I want to eat fruit, right? And I was eating an apple and I said, hey, can I have another fruit? That means that I could have a banana, an orange, cherries, blueberries. It's fruit, but it's not another of the same kind. What he's saying is 
I was eating an apple. I'm going to send you another apple. Another of the same kind. And so Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. It's, it's so good, friends. That's so good to hear because we need Jesus here. We need Yahweh here. And so when Jesus died, he bled, he dealt with our sin, he buried our sinfulness in the ground, and then he rose to newness of life. And now he goes to the Father and the Father sends Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost and fills us, fills our temple with Holy Spirit. And now we are sitting here with one who is just like Jesus in every respect, not not in different ways. He is just like Jesus. He is Jesus, unlimited. <laughs> and Jesus says, he's the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Truth is a person. And that person is Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth, who is the essence of truth, leads us into all truth, into all that Jesus is. Uh, don't get me started. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him. How did they know him? It's because Holy Spirit lived inside of Jesus. Jesus did nothing of himself. He depended upon Holy Spirit who came down on, on him and, and lighted on him in the Jordan River. He, he empowered Jesus. He, he enabled him as Jesus surrendered to Holy Spirit throughout his ministry. He enabled him to do signs and wonders and miracles. Jesus could have done it by himself because he is God, but he depended upon the Spirit of God so that we could do it too. And so, they knew Holy Spirit because Holy Spirit lived with them in Jesus. And he says, because he lives, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. He told the disciples that Holy Spirit would be in them. Guys, this, this truth about Christianity is everything. It's absolutely everything. Christ in you, the hope of glory, that's Holy Spirit. And I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come for you. So it was to our advantage that he went. But not only was it to our advantage, he tells us what Holy Spirit will do. And so he says, eh, not only will he be like me, he is like me. When he comes, I want you to see that. He, he comes. He will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. I'll, I'll talk about that later on and how that verse correlates. It, it's amazing what Holy Spirit actually does. But today I want to talk about how he is a person. There's so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it. When the spirit of truth comes, he'll lead you into all truth, right? He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, 
but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. I heard this quote one time, and it was, if Holy Spirit is an it, then I want to use it. If Holy Spirit is a person, I want him to use me. And guys, Holy Spirit can be known. He wants to be fellowshiped with. He wants to be talked to. He wants to be given your love and affection. You can give him love and affection. He is God. You can worship Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter which one of the Trinity you worship. Like you are worshiping Yahweh. <laughs> it's Yahweh the Father. It's Yahweh who saves. And it's the Spirit of Yahweh. It's Yahweh. But guys, he lives on the inside of us and he knows us. He's one with us. It says in First uh, Corinthians 6 that he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So if you've given your life to Jesus, there is a literal person on the inside. And actually right now, I just, I want to do an exercise real quick. Before I do that, let me read this. Um, I want to read this to you. This is complete Bible about what Holy Spirit does, who he is. Um, it, it's a short list, but it gets the point across. When we are born again, Holy Spirit comes to live in us. We become his temple. He seals us and we become one with Jesus. We become a new creation and we are born into the family of God. Holy Spirit leads us into all truth and teaches you everything and reminds us of everything Jesus has said. In fact, Holy Spirit searches the very depths of God and makes it known to us. He convicts the world of its sin, convinces us of our righteousness, and reminds us that Satan is judged and defeated. He is the spirit of truth, and he tells us only what he receives from Jesus. He is our advocate. He is our helper. He is our intercessor, and he is called to our side. That's the whole meaning of uh, paraclete. So, Holy Spirit is amazing. And so I want to do something real quick. For those of you who have never really given a thought to Holy Spirit being a person, right now I want you to close your eyes. Wow, I feel them right now. I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to put your hand on your belly. Why your belly? Because in John 7, it says that rivers, torrents of living water will flow from your innermost being. And it says that he was speaking of the Spirit. So I have no doubt that the temple of the Holy Spirit is in your belly because rivers of living water will flow from your belly. Anyway, put your hand on your belly and I want you in your mind's eye to picture a person white with light, fiery in appearance because all throughout the word, it, actually in Ezekiel 8, let me go to that real quick just so you know that I'm not some bonker person coming up with stuff. 
It says in Ezekiel 8, verse 2, I saw a figure that appeared to be a man. From what appeared to be his waist down, he looked like a burning flame. From the waist up, he looked like gleaming amber, burning imagery. He reached out what seemed to be a hand and took me by the hair. Then the spirit lifted me up into the sky and transported me to Jerusalem in a vision from God. Now, I fully believe that is talking about Holy Spirit because he gives the appearance of him. And then he says, he reached out what seemed to be a hand and took me by the hair. Then the Holy Spirit lifted me up. So the spirit lifted him up by the hair, but he saw what? Yahweh looked like. He, he, he saw what the spirit of Yahweh looked like. So picture that person, a fiery person, white with light because God is light. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you. We acknowledge you as a person. We repent of any views of you that are contrary to your word. We reject anything, Holy Spirit, that takes us away from having relationship with you. Holy Spirit, we, we're sorry that we have viewed you as an it for so long. We've called you an it for so long. But Holy Spirit, we want to have relationship with you. We want to have fellowship with the third person of the Godhead who lives on the inside of us. Teach us, Holy Spirit. Walk with us. Thank you that you are on the inside of us. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys.